Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And my name's Josh. And this is Stay On Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay On Target. We are your hosts. That's right. You can find us <laughs> online at stayontargetpodcast.com. <laughs> there you go. That uh, soothing, silky voice you mm. hear on the other end is uh, our third co host back again. <laughs> yeah gone so long back at it again with the white vans <laughs> josh fulton dude i feel like the last time i was on was uh oh dude it was like way back at the beginning of quarantine i i mean what are we talking i don't even remember it must have been a movie we talked maybe? about uh wasn't it a game that we all played um did we talk about uh we talked about inside? jedi fallen order jedi fallen order yes yes was that like via yeah, remote? it was a, it was a remote thing. All three of us. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember because I tried to send the audio, but it was like an uncompressed wave file. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was like one o'clock in the morning before John got it. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness! I feel like we're like there's always like some random weird thing that happens whenever John and I try something like out of the ordinary. Yeah, and it's always like, well, <laughs> shucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so uh, how you been in this in this time? Good, man. Uh, just been finding new ways to entertain myself without nice. getting out of the house. That's great. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we all have. Yes. <laughs> um, if to the listeners, I mean, this won't affect you because I'd probably edit it around, but if the power goes out, we won't, there will be a gap in our recording. Yeah. I see some lightning out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Power doesn't normally go out. I don't know why I'm <laughs> concerned about it. <laughs> just, just putting it out there. Yeah. In case. Yes. Um, cool. Well, this episode. We never really landed on our main topic because we have well, so many. Well, we had a main topic, but that has obviously changed because of some recent news. Should we talk about the recent news as the main, the main topic? Well, let's let's say what we were going to talk about, okay. and then that'll lead us into... Okay. But do we want to start with news? Well, we can do some of it as news and some of it as main topic. Okay. How about a, how about a teaser? Okay. We say, okay, we were going to talk about why we want... Or not... Okay. We want... Should. Yeah. Should theaters... Come back. Are, are they necessary? Yeah. In the world. Not like, should we re- reopen them right now? <laughs> right. We're not, this isn't a COVID debate, but just like, obviously, like, theaters have been hit really hard by this thing. Yeah. And there's a chance that they won't come back. And it'll just be like a thing of the past because nobody's going to want to sit in a room with a bunch of strangers anymore yeah. and touch all their food germs. Right. Sit in their sweaty chairs. Yes, but we got a surprise. We got some news this week <laughs> that we're going to talk about later. Yes, that makes that conversation completely worthless. So is that our main segment? Yeah, let's make that our main segment. Okay, we're All right. writing this thing as it. We're just I making know. it up, man. There were two other things that we talked about yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, I guess we can we can do that as our news. Yeah. Here in a second. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, is there anything you've been doing? Like, we don't have to. We don't have to. We, I, we've been trying. John and I have decided. Yeah. We're going to keep this front section from from like the foreseeable future at like okay. 10 minutes because we were getting okay. into where like it would be like 25 30 minutes and we're just now then starting the show yeah and we've sat here talking about <laughs> you know some obscure game for <laughs> forever and uh so we'll keep this short we have about six minutes left okay what have you been up to lately what i what have i been up to lately um i actually haven't been playing a lot of games uh i just been uh you know work's been crazy mm. uh and so just i get home uh, hang out with with my family, and then the baby goes to sleep, 
and then I usually crash. Oh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, if I don't crash, then I either uh, I've been playing a lot of Forager lately, which is on Game Pass now. Nice. Uh, it's a really fun kind of um, I wouldn't call it a survival game, really, but kind of like uh, it's like survival on on just like like crack. It's like it's super fast paced. You level up really quick. And things get really out of hand really quick where you're just like, I have five million of this item. I will never <laughs> run out. With it? And you just become super like overpowered. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I played through it on Steam a couple years ago and really enjoyed it. Uh, but then also Kate and I started, uh, my wife Kate and I started um, watching season two of uh, Umbrella Academy. Nice. So It just came out, right? Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of something else to talk about. Oh. That's... For another time. Yes, okay. For another time. Well, later, <laughs> later, later this episode. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I really haven't been up to anything new. <laughs> I uh, The only thing that's new is you can kind of see some of my Xboxes on. You can kind of see over there on the right-hand side. I started playing through Doom 64. Nice. Uh, which I think apparently is a sequel to Doom 2. Oh. Not Doom 3. <laughs> it's Doom 64. <laughs> I Doom guess 3 was, on, was the, on Xbox, right? Or I Xbox think, 360? Oh, yeah. So these, well... What's crazy is they've remade them all now for Xbox One. Okay. And you can't even, like, buy the 360 version. So, I, like, I think there were 360 versions of Doom 1, 2, and 3. Okay. But I don't think it was, like, native to 360. Okay. But Doom 3, that was, like, made years later, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I – and I never played it, but right. I always assumed it was a sequel to Doom 2. Oh. <laughs> but this was the sequel to Doom 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. I don't so know. So there's not – 63 other dooms before no. this one. Okay. No, you would think. You would think. Um, and I don't even know if it was made for the, the Nintendo 64. Maybe it was. I assume it was. That would that would, that would indicate that. Yeah. But I mean, the Nintendo 64 was kind of like the first console to ever have first-person shooters on it. Yeah. So they were kind of, you know. The survival sense. game, I forgot to ask. Is it third-person, first-person? For Forager? Yeah. It's a top-down. Oh, okay. Like yeah. an isometric yeah. 3D? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like RPG kind of style thing or like a... No, you're just... I mean, it's kind of like... Uh, like you kind of look like the character from Fez. Okay. Like this little white blobby dude. Okay. And you just run around. The, the art is super simple looking. Like mm. super simple. Like it looks like you could have run on a Nintendo. Like <laughs> Nice. Uh, and uh, you just kind of run around and you you forage and you chop down trees, pick up minerals, all that kind of stuff. And then eventually get to where you have like full on like high tech productions uh production lines going and stuff speaking of old systems man i'm trying to remember the name i'm like racking my brain maybe you'll know john and i uh tried to try to pre-order or, or think about pre-ordering there's that new em, uh, not emulator it's, it'll it's a basically it'll play uh game boy game boy advanced and game gear games it's a little handheld oh. um man what was it called anyway it like pre-orders went up uh, is it called the analog or something analog yes okay Pre-orders went up, and, like, that, we're gone. Oh, no. So, uh, which is okay. I was, like, thinking about it later, and I was like, you know what? It doesn't come out until next year anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll just wait for people to get these, kind of review them, and then I'm sure, because, like, there, there are other products, the same kind of thing happens, where, like, they come up for pre-order, and then they're gone, but, like, you can you can basically get your hands on, because they have one that emulates the, the uh, um, Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. Uh, and it... Uh, you can now get your hands on one where you couldn't at the beginning. Oh, okay. So I would have liked it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Well, we're going to talk about movie theaters later. Yep. But first, the news! the news! 
The news. Okay, the news. so this first story, we need to jump off with this story, and I'm going to read this from IGN, and this is a doozy. <laughs> this one's crazy. I don't even know what you're going to think. Did you look at this beforehand at all? It's the one yeah. I was talking to you about earlier. No, I didn't. Right. I want this is I wanted to get a live reaction on podcast with my mind just going yes. what? All right. I'm going to read this whole thing. It's a little bit long, but Apple removes Fortnite from iOS App Store. Epic sues Apple over anti-competitive behavior. Oh. <laughs> Apple, uh, this is by Jonathan Dornbush. Apple has confirmed that it has removed Fortnite from the iOS App Store following Epic Games' alter, alteration of the price of Fortnite V-Bucks and a new direct payment system in response to Apple and Google's exorbitant, quote, exorbitant app store fees. Epic has responded by filing the complaint for injunctive release, relief against Apple. So the earlier to, Today, uh -huh. there were tweets. People were like taking screenshots of the store on iOS where you could buy V Bucks for ten dollars of like ten dollars via the App Store, uh -huh. or um, direct pay Epic seven ninety nine. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> bypassing Apple altogether. And they they thought they wouldn't get caught, right? Okay. Well, maybe. We'll get, we'll get there. In a statement to The Verge, Apple confirmed that, quote, as a result of Epic's update to the game, the Fortnite app has been removed from the store. Today, Epic Games took the unfortunate step of violating the App Store guidelines that are applied equally to every developer and designed to keep the store safe for our users. Apple's larger statement reads, quote, as a result, their Fortnite app has been removed from the store. Epic enabled a feature in its app which was not reviewed or approved by Apple, and they did so with the express intent of violating the App Store guidelines regarding in-app payments that apply to every developer who sells digital goods or services, end quote. Apple goes on to cite Epic's agreement to the App Store rules in the first place, which allowed Fortnite to exist previously on the App Store, noting that, quote, the fact that their business interests now lead them to push for a special arrangement does not change the fact that these guidelines create a level playing field for all developers and make the store safe for all users, end quote. And also make them a crap ton of money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's not forget well, that part. They take like 30%. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the company explains that it will, quote, make every effort, effort to work with Epic to resolve these violations so they can return Fortnite to the App Store, end quote. But it remains unclear how long this ban from the store may last at this time. Epic has responded to this move by filing a legal complaint in California stating that, quote, Apple has become what it once railed against, the behemoth seeking to control markets, block competition, and stifle innovation. Yeah, ironically, the 1984 commercial comes to mind. Yeah, have you seen what happened? Uh-uh. So Fortnite, right after they filed the 64 page suit yeah. in court released an in-game version of that ad <gasps> no. in Fortnite. <laughs> Dude. Yes. Dude, I think there's like a legit, <laughs> like, I think there was like a meeting of the minds and Apple wasn't invited and they're like, we got to stop Apple. Yep. Because dude, Microsoft, like, it can't be coincidence that the whole, like, xCloud thing happens last week. This yes. happens today. Yes. Like, dude, I think they're like, the only way we take down Apple is together. So let me, I'll finish. This is almost done. And then I want to go to a couple of tweets. And then, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> so they said, uh, this is still from Epic. Rather than tolerate this healthy competition and compete, 
compete on the merits of its offering, Apple responded by removing Fortnite from sale on the App Store, which means that new users cannot download the app and users who have already downloaded prior versions of the app from the App Store cannot update it to the latest version. This also means that Fortnite players who downloaded their app from the App Store will not receive updates to Fortnite through the App Store, either automatically or by searching the App Store for the update. Apple's removal of Fortnite is yet another example of Apple flexing its enormous power in order to impose unreasonable restraints and unlawfully maintain its 100% monopoly over the iOS in-payment processing market. Apple imposes unreasonable and unlawful restraints to completely monopolize both markets. Um, The complaint goes on to read, taking issue with the 30% tax both apps and in-app purchases come with, and Epic believes Apple's behavior has, quote, anti-competitive consequences on the industry in the video oh wait um epic debuted an in-game event a new short film titled 1980 Fortnite, (laughs) (laughs) which which is a direct parody of apple's famous 1984 commercial an ad epic cites in its suit against apple in the video text reads epic games has defied the app store monopoly in retaliation apple is blocking Fortnite from a billion devices Join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984, along with the hashtag, hashtag free Fortnite. Epic has elaborated on its free Fortnite campaign, urging fans affected by these recent moves to petition Apple on social media to reinstate Fortnite. My gosh. <laughs> like, hey, hey. Do they freaking declared war? <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh, my goodness. Uh, players who already downloaded Fortnite will be able to continue playing, but the app cannot be updated further. So once Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 4 begins, which could be as early as August 28th, so this is right before a new season. Yeah. iOS players will not be able to play Fortnite in the new season's content or Battle Pass unless this matter is resolved before then. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, man. Uh, for those asking for refunds or purchases made to the iOS version, um, Epic's FAQ explains those refunds must be requested through Apple, <laughs> not Epic, due to, the, due to the nature of in-app purchases. So just sending them a flood of customer complaints. Um. As for why Epic does not want to agree to Apple's terms any longer, the company says, quote, Epic believes that you have a right to save money thanks to using more efficient new purchase options. Apple's rules add a 30% tax on all of your purchases, and they punish game developers like us who offer direct payment options. Uh, Before Apple's announcement, Epic confirmed, oh, yeah, so this is the the price change, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then they talk about how last year, we talked about last week, um, Game Pass, or... uh, xCloud got booted from yeah. the app store as well. Um, I want to jump over. Well, first, what's your hot take? Man, I mean, dude, there's so many possible repercussions of this. Like, <laughs> like I think it's it's interesting. Like, like who's next? Like, I also know that like um, uh, Audible, yeah. like you can't buy books through no. Audible. You can't buy through Audible, through Amazon, like Comixology. Yeah. Uh, anything from Amazon in terms of um, their, their Kindle. Yeah. Um, and it's such a it's such a, a bad uh, experience because as a user, not knowing all the terms of service uh, or like uh, terms of agreement or whatever the term is, uh, all that you know, uh, obligatory kind of jargon that they use to to clarify all those things. Uh, I just would go on Audible because you hear it advertised all the time. I'm like, oh, I should check out Audible. Maybe you know they'll have what I'm looking for. So yeah. I pull it up, I download the app, and then I can't buy a book. Right. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. Why do they have an app? And it, I immediately think it's Audible's fault. Right. 
And so then I'm like, well, Audible's, they don't know what they're doing. Why are they advertising all this stuff? Everybody's going to listen to it on their phone. Why can't I buy it on my phone? Right. Meanwhile, Android users are like, yeah, I can buy it on my phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? Well, and it's crazy. It's it's the only on, because like, and the reason there's a huge disconnect in my mind is because like you can go on Amazon, the app right now and buy, I can go buy a bunch of Kleenexes and send it to my house. Yeah. You know, like I can buy it right there, but because it's a physical product and not a digital product delivered to my phone, mm -hmm. that's where they throw in their like... They're thirty percent, right? I think the interesting piece of this, um, which I hadn't—I'll read these tweets. I hadn't really even thought of until I read this uh, directly after. I was like, "What is going on?" Um, is that Epic has their Epic Game Store, and they only take twelve percent? Yeah. And so this is from uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. These are a bunch of. This is a, a string of about five tweets. I'm seeing a lot of people say stuff like, "Why should I cheer for Epic? They're already rich," which is, of course, is true. But I think this is one of the points of why they're doing this. Namely, they're the only ones big enough to do this and actually make a difference. This is exactly like, and I'm not joking, Taylor Swift's taking on Spotify. Taylor didn't need the money, but she was a big enough voice that her making a statement brought the issue to the masses. Taylor and Epic Games don't need more money per transaction, but smaller artists certainly do. They can throw around their weight to make things better for the other people. Of course, they're going to make more money too, but maybe I'm just being naive. I also think they want to help. I think there's a part of Epic that says, we've made a bunch of money so we can fight fights others can't and make moves others won't. Um, moves like the Unreal Rev Share and um, the Unreal Engine, uh, oh, Epic Games Service Rev Share. I forgot, yeah, because they like share some of the profits like with smaller developers. Like if you don't, the thing about Epic's game store is if you put your, if you're a smaller developer, I forget what the number is, but you basically don't have to pay them up to a certain amount mm. until you make a certain amount yeah. and then you pay them the percentage, the smaller percentage. To use their engine? or no, to use, to their use store. the game store. Oh, wow. Because um, I know that's true for the engine as well. Like you can, yeah. anybody can go in and download Unreal Engine. Yes, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then because I thought, it was, well, maybe it was the same. I don't know. I do know it's, then it's, it's, it is the engine then. Yeah. I might be like, until you make a lines. certain amount of profit, yes, you, don't have to, what, yes. you don't have to pay for the, the license. Um, I thought it was BS that xCloud couldn't come to iOS. But did canceling my Apple Arcade sub really drive that point home? Did, in the grand scheme of things, a few hundred of us tweeting about xCloud even register on Apple's radar? But Fortnite being removed does exactly what Apple doesn't want. It puts the rev share dispute everywhere. Mm -hmm. Your local news will cover this because kids love Fortnite and parents love happy kids. Yep. <laughs> xCloud wasn't going to do that. Comixology wasn't going to do that. I don't know, man. Getting that fighting, winning, and changing this helps Epic make a bunch of money. But I also think Epic wants to help other game devs make a bunch of money. Hashtag free Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. I have I have uh, danced with the idea of getting an Android phone pretty much every time a new f iPhone is about – or any time my contract is up. Yeah. And every time I'm just like, ah, I just – I don't want to deal with all the hassle. I know my wife's not going to want to switch. Right. I don't want to have to be sitting there every time we need to communicate or do something together on our phones. It's this huge ordeal. Like the odd man out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like my, my brother, his wife, my brother-in-law, his wife, uh, when he married her, she had an Android phone and she refused to get an iPhone. <laughs> we all had iPhones. Yes. So any group message, she was always the one causing the green text bubble. Yep. And she was always the one that was like, like downgraded our text message yes, experience. I can't see this image now. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, just get an iPhone. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to learn it. I don't want to learn a new system. I'm used to my Android. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, and 
honestly, like xCloud, this is, this dude's right because them saying no to xCloud didn't really make me, uh, I thought about it for a hot second and then I was like, nah, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can just, I can use xCloud on my PC or whatever. And yeah. eventually down the line, I do want to get like a Surface or some kind of Microsoft laptop and I'll, I'll use that or something. Uh, but what's weird is like, I don't even really play Fortnite, but hearing them <laughs> kick Fortnite out, I'm like, whoa, dude. Yes. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, you can, you can, you can kick the married in uncle to the curb, but if you kick my grandma to the curb, <laughs> I'm going to be really mad about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like X cloud <laughs> isn't even really part of the family yet. Like they're not even like a real thing yet. So yeah. whatever, that's, it's stupid that you don't want them there, but okay. <laughs> but like grandma's been here a long time. Yeah. <laughs> she makes you a lot of money. Okay. We all love her. Yeah. <laughs> we all love grandma. <laughs> even if we all don't talk to her all the time, you know? So I, yeah, it's, it kind of makes me think, gosh, Maybe just for like, unless things change, because my my contract is up this fall. Hmm. If things change, don't change between now and then, I might actually seriously look into it. Yeah, like I mean, so we had this discussion like last week whenever yeah. they did the whole X Cloud thing, and I was like, oh, I mean, this is the first time I've ever, ever, yeah. been like, maybe I should get an Android. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have like a iPhone seven, and it's on its last leg. You know, yeah, like, it's. About to not be supported, and like, like I think it's not this coming update, but the following one. Yeah, and it's just like you know, it dies by ten o'clock every morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and so like I'm kind of like, Man, do I really should I? I don't, you know, yeah. maybe because also like I can remember I used to have a, an Android way back in the day. Yeah. And I used to sit there and like look at all the cool things that came to iPhone because that's where all the developers wanted to be and that's where they started. But now the tables have kind of flipped. Uh-huh. Like honestly, more apps and games come to Android first before iOS because the app store is so restrictive in their policies. Yeah. And uh, that's the part that like, and I hate, and I've always hated. I hated it with with uh, Sony. Mm-hmm. I hated it with Nintendo, where they're like. We're just doing it to protect the kids. Yeah. It's just, it just protects the consumers, level playing field, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you're not. Like, yeah. That's not the reason. You're telling yeah. us you're you're lying to yeah. me. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, made a list of the most important reasons, I don't know that this would make your top 10. No. And doesn't make any of us. Like, we know it's a lie. Yeah. Wait, it's, oh, man. It burns me up. <laughs> like, yeah. And as, as somebody that, you know, kind of airs on the libertarian side of like, you know, people need to make their own decisions about things yeah. and be responsible for their choices. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like, well, if I don't want my kid downloading an app that's not safe for them, that's my job, right? Not your job, right? Like, I get to decide what my kids right play or don't play, watch or don't watch. Not Apple, yeah. It's like, just well, and and it's, and it's just like it's with it's the same thing with Sony as it is with uh with Apple, like in the relationship to other. It's like they're throwing shade at this at Microsoft or yeah. at the other company. But like, well, I don't know what kind of people they're going to let in here. And it's like, well, I don't know. Probably uh, they're a huge corporation. Yeah. Like they're probably not going to let a bunch of crazy games <laughs> on this surface. You know, like, bah, you know, yeah. I, it blows my mind. What I love about this is that it was so planned where they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. Yep. And then we're going to have a lawsuit ready, fired, ready to locked, ready to go. And this 1984 parody video. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude that's like something that like uh, uh what's his name the guy that did social network 
uh, Andrew, uh, Sorkin. Yeah, that's, uh, or, this yeah. sounds like something like Sorkin would would write a script for. Yes. in like five years. <laughs> yes, you know, some guy at Epic just like here's what we're gonna do. Or at least Jason Schreier's gonna come out with a great book about it. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear what Jason has to say about. This. I know. I didn't even look at. I should have looked at his stuff up. It's insane, dude. Like it's crazy. I can't believe it's happening. Like I kind of just. I mean, if anybody can do it, Epic can do it. Yep. Um. Because like you saw what they did, I mean, it doesn't didn't Steam lower their their rates now? I think so. Yeah, they they did in response some change because yeah. people were leaving uh-huh. for Epic Game Store. Because I mean, it's not, that's what it takes. Competition. Yeah. This is competition. Yeah. At work, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's just done in, in a very like Fortnitey way. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what uh, you know. We'll see what what comes in the next couple months. Yeah, but. Um, I also need to look up what was the second thing we were gonna talk about? Uh the um oh Halo. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So uh kick that off and explain what's happening there. Yeah, so um if anybody uh is has been following Halo Infinite, we all know that at the last showcase they showed an eight-minute gameplay uh trailer <clears throat> and the backlash uh was to some extent deserved because it definitely doesn't look like it's you know a game running on the most cow- powerful console ever made um and i think there was some con- concerns there that like there there's something to be said for going back to to the roots but when it just looks like a game that was made 10 years ago then you you miss the point so people were not happy and um there was a lot of talk about like, is this actually going to be detrimental to the Series X launch? Uh, does Microsoft have a Halo problem? All that kind of stuff. Halo is like their biggest franchise and pretty much one of the only things they've got that they can say, this is our thing. And um, <clears throat> so people were worried about it coming out day one. And if you haven't heard already by now, but uh, they have pushed back the release date into 2021 with no release uh schedule like no uh date set so it could be january 1st it could be december 31st we don't know um honestly i i i could see them going a whole nother year Mm -hmm. and just trying to trying to get this thing right i think um i think the second i heard it i was like man that is bold that is that is really bold to to take your biggest marketing piece for the Series X and be like, we're not going to release it. What's crazy is, so um, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN, he tweeted out something that um, Phil had said, Phil Spencer had said at one point in, I think, one of the interviews with him. Yeah. And he asked, you know, is there a possibility the Xbox One Series X could get pushed from its, from this fall? Yeah. And the way that Phil phrased it, I don't know, it's all the like, people are so specific, man. And it's yeah. like, I'm, it amazes me all the time. The way he phrased it at the time was, uh, nothing... No game could, not even Halo, could keep Xbox Series X from releasing this fall. Yeah. It was seemingly making me think, like, did he halfway know this was a possibility or even know it was happening back then? For sure, dude. There's no way that he just, like, woke up the day (laughs) after the thing and was like, well, crap, that didn't go well. I didn't see that coming. Like, no, dude. Like, Phil's actually, like, 
just watching him lead Xbox, like you're like, dude, this guy is really smart in yeah. how to like lead a team and give them the space they need to kind of get it right. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously not afraid to shut things down when they're not working. Um, <clears throat> and so I think he probably for the last three or four months has kind of had in the back of his mind, there's a chance that this won't work if we launch it uh, day one. Yeah. Here's the... Uh um, here's the statement that the that 343 released. Today I want to share, uh, this is from studio head Chris Lee. Today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We've made the official decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it to this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we share in that sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We want nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding. So I think there's two things there. It's like what you just referenced where, you know, you referenced both of them, the quality and then the team. Yeah. Uh, in the IGN like interview with Phil Spencer, Phil also like he addressed the COVID, like everyone's working remote at, at yeah. Xbox and um, he did say, I remember him, him talking about like, we don't, I don't know yet if that will impact timelines, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's cool not to see them just like, just push through for the sake of hitting the launch date. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like I see a lot of people being like, you know, they should push the, the release of the Xbox series X. I'm like, I don't know. Like, honestly, like the box just needs to come out. Yeah. And, because there's going to be games that take advantage of it, mm-hmm. and nothing was truly exclusive anyway. Right. Like I can play it all on my my Xbox One, mm-hmm. and so there's no like there's no reason not to at this point. And like, yeah. I don't I don't I just don't know. Like I think you'll ship just as many uh, Xbox Series Xs once Halo does come out as you would have. Like you'll make it up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Drop my water bottle. <laughs> yeah, I think. I've been listening to a lot of conversations and a lot of Pierce, uh, the ex-IGN reporter who's now working with Funhouse and is also on the kind of funny Mm. uh, games X-Cast, I think is what it's called. Their pilot uh, Xbox podcast. She's had some really great discussions and thoughts about just what this console war really is. And it's kind of, when you look at it, it's not even really a war anymore. No. It's they're not even fighting each other. Mm. Like PlayStation is kind of acting like they are. Yeah, they're are. pretending like they are. <laughs> but Xbox <laughs> is just like, what do you? We're not trying to be you. Yeah. So stop. Like, go do your thing. We're doing our thing. And yeah. I think anybody that feels like, you know, uh, I'm sure lots of people have heard this before, but people are like, well, I don't have a reason to buy a Series X anymore. It's like it doesn't matter, man. They don't care. They don't care. Like obviously they want to sell them. Right. They don't want them just sitting in a warehouse, but they don't care if you're like rushing out to get it. The only thing Xbox cares about you buying is Game Pass. Mm -hmm. They don't care 
if you never own a console or a PC, they just want you to own Game Pass. Yep. Even if you don't have a way to use it. They're just like, please buy Game Pass. <laughs> yep. So they are like, their, their mindset is so not hardware. Mm-hmm. They will provide the hardware because they think that's an integral part of the um, the kind of social atmosphere of gaming, but they're not expecting you to be diehard for the console or diehard for PC or whatever. They're just like, man, we've got games mm-hmm. and the, the best way to play them is with this subscription service and this thing will let you play it all over the place. Yeah. Three different ways, PC, console, and xCloud. So have at it. And if you want to get a PS5, great. I heard Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be really good. <laughs> yes. You know, like that yeah, would be like Phil totally. Spencer's like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he plays it. He's going to yeah. play it. He has oh, yeah. he said before he has a PS4. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's not going to be like, never buy a PS4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's just this whole like thing of like, well, it's Xbox versus PC. It's like, it's not really. It's or Xbox versus PS5. It's actually PS5 versus Game Pass. Yeah. If you really want to make it a, a, a war. Yeah, like, and then that's, I mean, you know, Microsoft is pulling a Nintendo. Nintendo a long time ago was like, well, we can't p- compete with this. Yeah. You know, like, and so let's just bow out of the conversation and just do our thing. Yeah. And wildly successful. Yeah. And like, I think Microsoft is finally finding that, hey, we have this vision that apparently no one else has and can't, and or can't uh execute correctly. Right. They don't have the resources to, right. to do what we can do. And like, honestly, I mean, Microsoft's thing as a company has always been software anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what was the first piece was Xbox the first piece of hardware. Cause I don't think they were doing, you know, there were no surface tablets back then. No, but I think they had done like Palm pilot type oh, stuff. Yeah. 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 Like that. But uh-huh. yeah. So like the Zune. <laughs> Zune, man. <laughs> Nothing successful. I think Xbox. <laughs> Nothing. Xbox was for sure probably yeah. one of their biggest, first big successful, like widespread pieces of hardware. Do you think service tablets are successful? Um, I mean, I, I want one. I mean, I, yeah, totally. I do too. I, I just wonder, like, I don't know what, like, it's interesting to me because, like, uh, I think they had to have a box for Xbox. Like, there were, like, what else would, would the software run on? What else would right. they didn't? There was no version of X Cloud. Like, what would they deliver games with? Right. Um, so they had to have hardware. Then now they're figuring out. Well, we don't have to have hardware. Yeah. And there's so many PCs out there now. Um, and then if we can stream things via X Cloud, uh, it's I don't know. It's interesting to me. Like, just their 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 mindset around hardware. Like, do they even care if the hardware makes makes uh, money? Mm-hmm. As long as you buy a billion copies of Windows right. <laughs> every time, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think I think they've they're changing the game and they're doing it in a way that makes makes it about the consumer. Um, and I'm not saying PS5, you know, PlayStation or Sony doesn't care about the consumer. Yeah. But uh, what Xbox is doing, if you look at it, uh, and you just kind of take it at face value. You, your immediate reaction is how are they making money? Yeah. And really it is kind of in this like kind of hidden kind of uh, uh, approach that like doesn't even, it's not readily apparent to the consumer how this benefits the company, which is always like the greatest outcome, right? When the company is making money and the, and the customer doesn't have to think about the sacrifice they're making by buying your product. Mm -hmm. Like that's huge. Yep. And so if I can get Game Pass and that value feels uh, amazing to me, yeah, I'm not going to ask any questions. Yeah, 
I'm yeah, just well, going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I can't, I don't know when I started subscribing to Netflix, but I started and have never stopped. Yeah. And as long as they keep giving me things to watch, yeah. I will never stop subscribing to Netflix. Yeah. Same thing with Game Pass. Yeah. Like, as long as I keep, I mean, it's the price of two full price games a year. As long as I keep getting that kind of value out of it, which I don't see how I wouldn't, uh, I'm going to keep subscribing to it. Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I'm sure they have a, an estimated lifetime value for each customer that uh, subscribes to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not me, you know, where it's like, I'm going to do this till I die. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I would be curious to know what that number is and mm-hmm. how, because I, I would assume it's pretty long. Yeah. You can't churn through most of those games, you know, and especially like we talked about with, uh, um, I wish we'd had you on our post Microsoft show to talk about like Destiny and just, like how, I think that's one of the most critical grabs for Game Pass. Yeah. That ha- will change the game on how many people engage with that service. Well, it it literally takes it away from PlayStation as being the best place to play that game. Mm-hmm. And they did it without having to make exclusive content. Yep. Which is such like, it's such a double whammy because it's <clears throat> like, not only is PlayStation no longer the best place to play Destiny, but we also made it the best place to play on Xbox without taking more of your money. Yeah. We just did it by making, we actually made it by, by, Making it so you don't have to spend more money. Yeah. Because now you don't have to pay for any of the expansion packs anymore. Nope. Which is, dude, it's, <laughs> if you would have come to me two years ago <laughs> and told me, hey, guess what? In the future, you're never going to have to pay for another Destiny expansion. It's just a subscription to, not to Destiny, but to 100 plus games. Yes. And Destiny's just included in that. Yep. Dude, for the price you would pay for a World of Warcraft subscription, you now pay... For a hundred plus games, one of them is a, uh, a an MMO RPG online massive multiplayer online game, bro. That's freaking mind blowing. Yeah, uh, one of the and it's a huge barrier to entry. Like because I think I got like I fell behind on one of the expansions, didn't finish it, and then like I don't even know like if I wanted to pick up Destiny right now, what I would need to buy in order right. to do it. And I'm kind of like, I don't even know if I have the mental energy to want to figure it out. Yeah. And But like once that shows up on my dashboard to just install and play, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'll jump back into Destiny and probably get sucked back in, probably yeah. play for another five years, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's crazy. And it, like, and this is, this is only the beginning. Like yeah. we've, we've talked for years about their vision that yeah. they have. And it's, it's I, honestly, it's, it's taking a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah. But um, I I think it's probably like they're being very sp- specific about how they implement it. Yeah. I think there's some stuff they haven't told us about next gen as far as how Game Pass operates, how Xbox Live ex- operates. And I think we're starting to see some things. Some people are speculating that because the annual subscription for Xbox Live went away, that they're going to actually roll that into Game Pass. And there's there's some confusion, I think, from kind of the lay gamer of like, well, what's the difference between Xbox Live and Game Pass? Why mm-hmm. do I need both? And why do I get free games with gold, but then I also get Game right. Pass games? I feel like that's going to go away at yeah. some point. I feel like, like I feel like when Series X launches, it'll be like, hey, Game Pass, that's all you need. Right. It'll give you online play. You get all these games. They'll probably take away the games with gold. Yep. But it's like, when was the last time you downloaded games with gold game? I mean, I bought... I, <laughs> I, 
quote unquote purchase them every time. Right. I never download them. Right. I just do it because I'm like free stuff. Yeah. Must have. <laughs> yeah. You never play it. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's like you know some kind of crazy like Kathleen's golf or yeah. I don't know something crazy. Yeah. I'm like I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> so if they just rolled it in and just said like, okay, we'll just take away games with gold. You're not going to get any more of like the gold perks, but you just get the online play. Yeah. And we just put it into Game Pass because that's the only thing people use it for anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, the only reason is, honestly, the only reason, I don't subscribe to gold because of the free games. Right. Never have. Right. It's always because of the online It's a necessity. Yeah, yeah. I need to have it in order to play Call of Duty or Fortnite yeah. or whatever. Um, It's a means to an end. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if when Series X launches, they just announce, hey, Game Pass is now includes online online play. Yeah. And we're just getting rid of Xbox Live. Speaking of Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S was mm. uh, uh uncovered. <laughs> uncovered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> found out? Yeah. <laughs> like you walked in on a cheating spouse. Yeah. I found you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we had something. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I guess I, I actually pulled up the article earlier and didn't uh, read it because I was nice. in my car. Um, <laughs> so it's I was probably being a responsible. Smart, smart move. Uh, let me see if I still have it pulled up. Hold on. Um, I do that a lot. Well, some, like, I'll see like a notification come in. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I can't read this right now. <laughs> All right. So here's uh, this is from TheVerge.com on the internet. I. Uh, says Microsoft's new Xbox Series S console confirmed in leaked controller packaging. Uh, so Microsoft is rumored to be unveiling its second cheaper next-gen Xbox console this month, and it looks like it will definitely be called Xbox Series S. The Verge has obtained photos of Microsoft's new next-gen Xbox controller in white, complete with packaging that mentions the Xbox Series S. Twitter user Zach S, that's appropriate, was able to purchase <laughs> the controller today. And we've confirmed it's genuine. So he was able to buy this thing. Where at? Uh, I want to buy one. It says the new controller was sold on a resale site today. Weird. And the side of the packaging notes that the controller works with both both Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles. What? Microsoft has not officially unveiled an Xbox Series S yet, nor has the company even confirmed a white Xbox Series X controller. Mm. Uh, a mysterious white Xbox Series X controller also appeared online last month, complete with the new D-pad, texture triggers, and new share button. This new leak matches the previous controller leak, and retail packaging suggests that these could be appearing in stores soon. Um, uh, also, there was some stuff on IGN that mentioned that uh, some people had taken pictures of the product and there was labeling on it for the retailer saying do not place on shelves until November 6th, <sighs> which could uh, denote the release date for the Series X and Series S. So that makes me, uh, that sounds about right because the Xbox Series, or I feel like, hang on, when did the Xbox One come, come out? I feel like it was like in November, first part of November. Yeah. And then I think the X came out first part of November too. Let's see here. Um, they like November there. Xbox, not C-Box, Xbox One release date. November 22nd. Uh, let's do the Xbox One X release date. Uh, it just says November 17th, 2017. When was that? Um, does not say. 
anyway, it's still it was November. So yeah. November sounds right. It's right there. I mean, honestly, it needs to be before Black Friday. So that puts it, you know, a, a few weeks before Black Friday. Um, so we can hit that. I mean, if we're, there is a, a Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. If anybody has, or maybe it's just like all online. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, worst kept secret in gaming. Right. Uh, other than the Fable game. Uh, but uh yeah, I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, there's speculation that it's just going to look like a Series X cut in half. Um, but then there's also speculation that it'll just look like a 1X. Um, just a, a that slim uh, 1X. Which, honestly, if it's as powerful as a Series X and it's just skinnier and I can actually fit it underneath my TV, instead of, I don't know where I'm putting that crazy... <laughs> the monolith? Yeah, it's freaking huge. As well, where am I going to put both of them? Like the... Uh, you can see my Xbox. Uh, well, you don't. You're not going to need your One X out here if you have the Series X, right? But I can't fit the Series X right there. It's like twice the size of that thing in like width all the way around. You have to buy a bigger entertainment center, man. <laughs> gonna have to. Uh, and then the the PS5 is like twice the oh, height yeah. of that thing. <laughs> it's going to be this. Well, that giant... thing you just need to put in like a cabinet that <laughs> nobody sees because that thing's ugly as sin. It yeah. is. It is real ugly. <laughs> but I mean, like, come on. I don't know where I'm going to put either one of these. I saw somebody tweet, uh, I think it was today or it was yesterday or today. Like, I can't wait for the something. Else. I can't. I can't wait to see all the inevitable videos of people trying to fit these consoles on their <laughs> entertainment centers. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the last piece of news, and this has been long, 46 <laughs> minutes in. DC Universe, the streaming service, gutted by major layoffs. Uh, but shows like Harley Quinn and Titan should live on. This is from Forbes by Paul Tassie. Um, uh, bleak news out of Warner Brothers, which reported decimated, reportedly decimated DC Comics, DC Collectibles, and streaming service DC Universe with mass layoffs. The comics news is the most stark, given how long DC Comics has been a fixture in pop culture, and now it will have to keep going with roughly a third of its editorial staff cut. But more wholly devastated is DC Universe, the streaming service that has shown every sign of being folded up into HBO Max. But that, that does not mean those working on it now get to keep their jobs. Reportedly, the, quote, majority of the DC Universe staff is gone, though there has been no official announcement that the service is dead, but that's the general idea. One source said DC Universe was dead on arrival as soon as the AT&T merger happened. Well, everyone's first thought should be with those who lost their jobs. Uh... The obvious follow-up question is that if DC Universe is effectively dead, what happens to the original programming, namely Titans, Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, Stargirl, and Young Justice? Um, basically, the the thought is that it would end up on HBO Max. Um, Which I think Doom Patrol already is. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, like, this is still developing. This happened, I think, two days ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, still really, like, unsure about what's happening there. Um in terms of like the content they're, that they're going to be putting out, I don't really know enough with about the AT and T merger to like this. Is, this is kind of like a, a, the thing I thought about while ago. I was like, oh yeah, I never di- dove. Maybe we'll dive into it better next week yeah. with John, um, because he probably has a lot of thoughts about that. Um, but that's crazy. Yeah, like it does make sense where it's like, you know, it would be it would be like. Disney having a streaming service just for Marvel content, but also having Disney Plus. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like what them owning 
uh, having HBO Max and DC Universe yeah. streaming is like. So I get it. Uh, the mass layoffs is the thing that I'm like, what? Because I also saw um, somewhere where that it affected WB Games as well, mm. which is uh, WB yeah, Montreal. There's been talk that Microsoft might buy them. Yeah, I did hear that. I forgot yeah. about that. I mean, it's it's like the most rumory rumoriest of rumors, but yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll dive into that that at some point, and yeah. hopefully in the next week or so we get some more like clarification on a lot of that. Also, sorry, last thing, <laughs> truly last thing, Suicide Squad the game was announced. Yeah, from Rocksteady. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, the Batman Arkham games are some of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see. Do you think we're going to play as like the just like it looks like? So the the image has says has Superman with like purple eyes and a target over his head. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel like we're going after the Justice League. Yeah. Do you think we'll get to play as the Justice League at some point? I mean. There's a possibility because in every Arkham game, you get to play as some villain at some point, That's right? That's true. So yeah. uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I think I think there's so much possibility with this game. I think the more I hear people talk about it, the more I'm like, eh, that does actually sound really cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Like, so they have, I mean, Arkham Knight came out like, what, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, and there was no release date on this. Yeah. May, might be so the uh, the DC Fandom event is happening. Yeah. What next week? I think. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see like if that's where we get all this news officially announced, um, and maybe a release date. It'd be great, like so cool if it was this fall. Yeah. Uh, I would that would like would instantly become my most anticipated game of this fall. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited. Excited to see some gameplay and. Or just even at least like a breakdown of what to expect from this game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's been a lot. That is a lot. John and I were literally talking last week and the week before, I think, how like there's been just like no news. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you and I talked about it too. Because you asked me to be on the podcast. You're like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, man. I'll think about it. We'll figure it out. And then I came up with that theater thing. And I was like, I guess we should talk about theaters. I don't know. (laughs) And then dude, literally like. The moment after I said that, it was like every day there was something new and then like multiple things a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Uh, That's the news. That's the news. All right. Okay. It's time to talk about movies, Josh. All right. Um, So. Movie theaters are coming back. They are. Do we have a list of? Do we know what's coming? <laughs> you told me one. No, yeah, like, no, I've got, I've got all great. the info yes. right here. Lay it on me. So this is, I mean, you probably don't always come to stay on target for you know breaking news, but this is news from today. Yeah. So we are your news source. Here we are. Uh, so I got an email today from AMC because I'm an A-list uh, Stubbs member. Yes. And. Uh, uh, we'll just kind of go through this. I'll probably skip through some of it, but um, uh, you, we'll just preface this by saying you and I had had some conversations before about our worry mm. that theaters would go bankrupt mm-hmm. and we would lose that as part of our, our culture mm-hmm. and that studios would find ways to just make theaters obsolete, obsolete yeah. right? And we already saw some of that with Universal yeah. and AMC fighting and stuff like that. Because you and I are both mm-hmm. like, theater lovers I oh love yeah going to the theater i love going to the theater just as much as i like going to theme parks yeah 
Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like a mini theme park. That's, that's why you always put your hands up and go, wee, yeah. when you're watching a movie. It's hard to watch movies you with you. You get trash junk food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look at some kind of crazy thing on a huge, huge screen. Yeah. And uh, a plot at the end. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, uh, but hope is restored, Chris. Mm. Hope is restored. Here we go. Um, uh, so this is from their CEO. It says, let me start by expressing my hope that you, your family, and friends are all healthy and well. I am. Thank you. Today, we are finally nearing an end to a more than five... This is crazy. I didn't realize how long it's been. Five-month closure of AMC theaters, Man. which I cannot believe... They've gone that long without making any money. Yeah. And they still exist. Um, <clears throat> to that end, we have exciting and comprehensive news to relay. Once again, AMC can welcome you back to the movies, having you enjoy them with our big seats, big sound, and big screens. All right. And so then they list out some things here. Number one, AMC theaters are reopening. We already have opened more than half of our theaters in Europe and the Middle East safely and without incident, which is crazy, and will open all by August 26th here in the United States. Um, we will begin opening AMC with more than 100 theaters resuming operations on August 20th and continuing such that about two-thirds of our theaters across the country should be open no later than September 3rd. The remaining AMC locations will open after we get further clearance from state and local authorities uh, that it is safe to do so. <clears throat> uh, you can actually go on their website right now and check to see if the theater in your area is opening. Uh, number two, AMC is implementing rigorous cleaning safety protocols. They go into all these details about how they're going to clean theaters in between each showing, extending times in between showings for more cleaning, uh, requiring a mask. Um, so let's be honest. They could have always used more cleaning. Absolutely. <laughs> Whenever they turn on the lights in there, I'm like, holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> How did someone throw up all the way on the top of the wall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure. I had that same thought. Um, so they're uh, using special uh, air filters, air conditioning, um, high-tech vacuums, reduced cash handling, uh, mobile ordering of food, uh, which is interesting. I like that. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Anytime I don't have I to hit there. that button in the middle of the the, yep. the showing, and then have somebody stand in front of me yep. while I'm trying to watch a movie to take my order, I'm yes. just like, "What do you want? This is defeating the purpose." <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Uh, number three, new movie titles are here, and we're bringing back some great ones. Uh, Disney's latest installment in the X Men Cinematic Universe, The New Mutants, debuts August 28th, what? and Warner Brothers' much-awaited Tenet. Directed by <gasps> legendary Christopher Nolan, opens on September 3rd. Yes. And enjoy seeing Russell Crowe in Unhinged starting <laughs> August 21st. What is in that? In case you were looking forward to that movie. <laughs> uh, also starting August 21st. I do 21st. love Russell Crowe, but they yeah. just listen to that real weird. <laughs> yeah. But Russell Crowe's reading it like, why'd you say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm just trying to do my job. Uh, now, this is cool. Also starting August 21st and leading up to Tenet, we are delighted to show a special 10th anniversary edition of Christopher Nolan's Inception, Ooh. which includes a special message from Chris and sneak preview footage of Tenet. What does that mean? You think he tells us what actually happens at the end? <laughs> he shows up at the end. He's like, it fell over. It's just him <laughs> standing next to the top and then it just falls <laughs> over and he goes, ah, <laughs> 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 That's a special message. Yeah, that's a special message. Uh, as for library titles, we will be showing all of these 11 movies on the big screens of AMC. Back to the Future. Nice. Beauty and the Beast, Amazing. which I think is Wait, the live one? action version. Okay. 
Uh, Black Panther. Cool. Bloodshot, in case you missed that one. <laughs> the hit movie Bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> Vin Diesel's breakout role. <laughs> Um, Did you like what was it? Perf- uh, Perfect Dark. Well, no, what was his movie? Yeah, uh, Pitch Black. Yeah, Pitch Black. <laughs> You're gonna love Bloodshot. Yeah, uh, Ghostbusters. Nice Goonies. Not what? Yeah, Grease. That's cool. Uh, I still believe, which is the Jeremy Camp uh, biopic. Uh, Didn't that come out a long time ago? No, it was like last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> Jumanji: The Next Level, Sonic the Hedgehog. And the real ringer here, Star Wars Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. <gasps> I'm assuming it's going to be the 99, uh, 1999 oh, I mean, Do the other ones exist? I don't know. I think George Lucas personally well, destroyed them Well, I'm saying as opposed to like, <laughs> I don't know. How do they How do they get the prints? Or I guess they don't do prints, but like, are, those, are they just sticking a Blu-ray yeah, in there? Yeah, 100%. <sighs> I think so. I mean, well, maybe they'll, they get a file. They probably just like, I don't know. We should, we should a, ask well, somebody. It's AMC. They could probably be like, hey, Disney, send us a file of, of Empire Strikes Back. Okay. okay. All righty. Because <clears throat> um, they're not, you know, like, I don't even think the screens are, are 4K. They don't even need, like, the 4K version yeah, from Disney+. Plus. So. It's, what if like, you just, like, see them navigating Disney+, Plus right before <laughs> it comes on? <laughs> that would be funny. Play <laughs> um, even Stevens. Okay, uh, number four, valuable offers to welcome you back. So these are like special offers they're doing mm. uh, for, I think, AMC stub members that are coming back. Uh, starting August 21st, uh, our bringing back of classic movies will all be priced at only $5 per ticket plus tax. Wait, say that one more time. Uh, all the movies? The classic movies. Classic movies. Okay, yeah. Back back to the future, yeah. I think. Even, even um, in, in prime time, not uh, matinee pricing. I assume That's new cool. releases will be at normal current day pricing. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. We're also offering a whole host of $5 food and beverage specials to welcome you back to our theaters. Uh, double points and time extensions for you as an AMC stub member. So this is number five. Uh, all the way from the day we reopen through to October 31st, 2020, you will earn double AMC stub points. Mm. Uh, number six, a $10 gift for you as an A-list member. Number seven, we will reinstate your A-list membership as you choose when you want. Nice. Um, I did think that was like one of the really huge pro-consumer moves that they made. Like they just like blanket suspended everyone's uh, A-list subscriptions whenever they – like you just couldn't go anywhere, which I I think I told you at one point. Like, listen, if they could – if they had to charge me my A-list subscription just to keep them from going away, I would be okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hashtag save AMC. Yeah. Number eight, no A-list price increase through June 1st, 2021. <laughs> Which makes me like, oh, are they planning yeah. <laughs> it anyway? <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't think about that until you said anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's you're like, I'm not going to punch you now. Like, I didn't know you were going to punch me in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why were you going to punch me? Um. All right. And then they just have like a, a final message of like, cool. you know, this has been hard for all of us. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, so like the first time they tried to reopen, um, <laughs> they were so they were going to require – well, first they weren't going to require masks and they were yep. going to require masks. And then they were also going to block like seat, seats on either side, yeah. like front and back and side to side. I just dropped my water again. I'm going to stop <laughs> putting it right there. Um, <clears throat> did they say anything about – are they doing that kind of stuff or – yeah, so that was under the the safety guidelines. There will mm. be social distancing, so they will so greatly reduce the capacity. I was to say, so they're basically at half capacity. Yeah, um, and at least. 
Yeah, they didn't mention whether if you buy tickets with somebody, if you can sit next to them. You could before it would just like you could you could still sit next to the person you were with. Yeah. Um, but it, it would block the seats on the sides and front and back of you. Yeah. Okay. And then so, masks. Masks. Oh, yep. Unless you're eating. I I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's wild. Like I mean, so this is the thing, you know. Like I mean, with you know, I think we feel I feel like you know I need to preface it, it, this with like we don't want anybody to get sick, but like right. also things the world has to figure out ways to move on and i feel like um to to the degree that they can businesses are trying to figure it out yeah and trying their best to figure out well how do we actually still stay open which is a good thing yeah and protect the people which is also a good thing yeah and uh try not to be reckless about it and um like i mean i'm excited i want to go see tenant yep I don't know if I want to see Bloodshot, but you know what? I don't know. <laughs> you can uh, watch it on. I know it's like it's on iTunes right now. <laughs> it's like five ninety nine for a rental. Um, the classic Bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> back to the Future, Empire Strikes Back, Bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> Triple feature. And yeah. this is like yes. Um. So I'm I'm pumped. See for me, okay, I'm not a sports guy, but you you enjoy yeah. baseball. Like for me, theaters well, are yeah. like the sports yes. that I don't get to experience during this time. So everybody's yeah. complaining about how they don't have their football or their baseball or the basketball. Right. I'm like, oh boo hoo, and that's sad for you. But <laughs> when they, they can say the same thing to me about theaters, you'd be yeah. like, oh okay, you like to go to the theater all the time. That's so sad that you yeah. can't do that now. And it's like. There, yes, it's not essential. Right, I can survive without going to the theater, but right. it is a huge part of the economy, mm-hmm. and it's something that, like, if it goes away, not only are there tons of jobs that are lost, but there's 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 kind of soft um, uh, impacts of that, just cultural you know, impacts. Yeah, morale and just like having things to do. Like, I mean, how many people? <laughs> this might be going a little too far, but like how many people are married now? Their first date was at a theater, oh, like going um, to see a movie. Like so Didi and I's first date was? Yeah. Like that's our, that's, that's probably like as a couple, like that's our like thing that we love yeah, to do. That's what I do with my wife all the time. And especially growing up in Southern Illinois where there's literally nothing to do. Yeah. That is a thing to do. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, I mean, let's go to high school sports uh, games or movies Yeah, or Go drive around the square. Yeah. Like, those are the options. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's where, like, it's just like, this is the longest span we've ever gone without going to the theater. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. And I know that's not the case for everyone, but, like, for us, it's just a huge deal. Oh, yeah. I would go at least once a month. Yeah. And, and especially once I got AMC uh, totally. A-list. It's like, I have to go once a month, otherwise <laughs> it doesn't pay for itself. Well, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I am I am so excited. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see... What that looks like. I don't know if I want to go like the first week. <laughs> yeah, well, they're still <laughs> figuring a things crazy. out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. Well, I mean, I've got to go for tenant. So, like, it's yeah. like September or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it looks like some of the theaters around here open on or in town here. So, we're yeah. sitting here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah. And one of them is uh, opening. There's two AMCs. Um, one of them is on the 27th, and one of them is on the 20th. Okay. And, uh, Wait, I should have said the other way around. One of them's on the 20th, then the next one's on the 27th. <laughs> Do you know which one is which? Yeah, Stones River is on the 20th, so the new one. Okay, yeah. And then the old one, with all the puke on the walls, yeah. is opening on the 27th. I saw Parasite in that theater, and that was like a... I, I think that greatly impacted how much I didn't like that movie. <laughs> like, I'm already creeped out by yeah. just this theater. I'm already sitting with like, how can I sit and not touch the seat as much as possible? 
and watch this film. There used to be like an independent theater. I don't even know if it's still. It might still be there over on uh, Broad Street. Uh-huh. Um, it has a gym, <laughs> a gym in the basement. <laughs> like there's a entrance to go underneath through a gym. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think I saw. I think we saw Crazy Stupid Love there. <laughs> that was like the only movie I've ever watched there. It was just like so <laughs> weird and dingy and like <laughs> old, but like. You know, I had some nostalgia to it, but I'm like, this place is also real gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. It's crazy. Like, well, I mean, yeah, you just think of it, like you're just going to this weird, dingy, dark room. Mm-hmm. You're going to watch something that somebody filmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you put it like that. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, dude. Like, well, my biggest fear was that, yeah, yeah, we were going to lose a piece of our popular culture. Yeah. And... Yes, I think that streaming is a viable option. Should be treated in some way. Like I, I think the restrictions on what movies can be eligible for Oscars based upon like the fact that they were just shown on a screen for ten days. Like that's yeah. outrageous. Like come on, yeah. like that's stupid. But also the there is something to be said about the movie going experience. And yeah. I think I said on the podcast a couple weeks ago, it's like you know I love watching movies at home. <laughs> But, you know, I can also be, like, interrupted by my cat chasing the fly around the house. Yeah. Like, that's something I don't want in my, like, right. when I watch Tenet for the first time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, and there's something about, like, just being in a room full of Star Wars fans and the opening crawl comes on and everyone applauds and, like, like it just gives, I mean, it gives me chills right now. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just a thing, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a collective experience. It's the same as going to a live concert. You know, it's like the performance aspect yeah. of it. There's the the interaction with the crowd and the feeling and the adrenaline you get with that. Um, you know, that's why people, a lot of people hate baseball because they f- try to sit here and watch it on TV. It's the most boring thing ever. But you yeah. go to the stadium and you got all the stuff going on. You got yeah. the guys walking around with cotton candy and you can like look at the crazy mascot, Jansen, <laughs> you know, like, and it's actually fun to go. And yeah. I, uh, that's just something that's missing right now from, from everything. Yeah. And uh, it's it's gonna be. I think like we went to the drive-in theater a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Dee Dee and I did, and we watched Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and, and um, Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay. double feature, and it was great. You know, like they were so socially distanced there, and it was outside, but like it was just like nice to do something kind of normal again. Yeah. Um, and I think like for concerts, they've kind of figured out like a lot of people are touring the uh, um, the drive-ins mm-hmm. which is pretty cool like walmart's been talking about putting up drive-ins um in some of their uh parking lots and so yeah i like it's just like as humans you need like it's it like i think the last thing like say say this was like really the apocalypse and like everyone was like one of the last things that's going to die is going to be uh art yeah like it's just because that's what's inside humans like yeah. you just want to create things and create yeah. art and um you know, like the the meteor would be about to hit Earth and burn us all up, and there's some kind of guitar sitting there singing some 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 song about it. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, I think that that's just like a vital part of our, like you said, morale and uh, who we are as human beings. Yeah, yeah, and I know that like like some people, I, the majority of people don't see movies as an art form. Like they see it as just entertainment. That's true. Yeah. And that's Escapism. fine. And that's fine. Um, but I think I, I, I come at it from a, from a place of like, you know, Christopher Nolan, like 
he shoots a movie in a way, and when when he shoots a movie, he's thinking about how it's going to look in the theater, not about how it's going to look on your TV or on, on your phone, phone. right? So <laughs> it's in my <clears throat> in my mind, it's kind of like a a way to show my appreciation for the work that he's done to actually yeah. go to the theater and pay that oh, yeah. premium price for that ticket to see it on the huge screen. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, and when you do that, when the theater creates, um, I, you know, the, 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 the second decade of, of the, the two thousands has, has really brought about this, um, uh, democratization of, of these skill sets where you've got, you know, everybody's a filmmaker and everybody mm -hmm. has the tools and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And that's great, but there still needs to be a place for people who have spent the time and put in the hours and have the giftings to do these things way better than anybody else. Yeah. And there has to be a way for them to, to showcase that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if everybody could play baseball, there would be no reason for MLB. Totally. But it's like, these people are way better at baseball than everybody else, and therefore, I'm going to sit and watch them and appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And when I watch a film, I'm thinking about it the same way. I'm like, nobody makes a film like Christopher Nolan mm -hmm. or J.J. Abrams or mm -hmm. whoever. And it's mm -hmm. like, I want to appreciate the work that they've done, and I would rather watch their film in the setting that they created it for mm -hmm. than watch Joe Schmo down the street with the YouTube video that he made that he says is his, you know, lifetime achievement. It's like, mm -hmm. there's just, there's a time and place to appreciate things that are actually done in excellence right. versus things that are just like, oh yeah, I'll check that out. You know, it's like Netflix has a bajillion B movies on it. It's like, that's a great place to put a B movie because yeah. I'm not going to spend $20 to go see a movie like that, but I'll watch it on my TV. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's it's so existential. It's hard to describe. You know, yeah. it's like it's kind of like you know, I can look at a, I can look in a book at a picture of a painting, um, like Starry Night. Yeah, I can look at that or Picasso or you know, uh, but whenever you're standing in front of it, mm -hmm. it's just real. Like you can see the the brush strokes of the painting. You mm -hmm. can see like the way that the light hits it in different angles. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing where like you can see the grain of the. Of the film and yeah. better within this big screen. Or like listening to something on vinyl versus digital. Yes. Like vinyl is a direct analog transfer of the sound waves that were produced by the artist. Mm -hmm. Digital is not. Right. And it's just different. There's a changing of the the art mm -hmm. in order to deliver it digitally. Yeah. That's I mean, that's why I prefer watch honestly watching movies on film yeah. whenever I can. Yeah. If they were shot on film, I really want to see it on film. Yeah. I will I like I mean I I don't know that it will, but I would love to see. I mean, it's supposed to be somewhere, but see Tenant on a seventy millimeter. Yeah, I mean, I would love that. Yeah, um, and uh, it's. I don't know. Like it's it's just hard to describe unless you know. Like unless yeah. you've like experienced something like that, it's hard to describe to someone like the the value in it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a it's a weird emotional like. I don't even know, like mental appreciation of like what this thing is. Yeah. Versus, uh, well, it's just on the the the, the screen, or yeah. I'm just looking at it, you know, through yeah. a picture. I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so before, so the the last movie I saw in film was uh, Interstellar. Mm -hmm. Before that, the last one I saw was Cowboys versus Aliens. <laughs> Where did you see that in film? It was just like I, it was know, that, this that way. No, it was when I lived in California and okay. it was a smaller town, and they hadn't converted all their yeah. their theaters into digital yet. And so we had 
it was like a late show, like not a late showing, but like yeah. a, it had been out for a while. And yeah. so they had moved it down into this theater that didn't have a digital projector. Nice. I was sitting in the front row. Like it was such a terrible experience, but even just watching, um, uh, watching interstellar, it, that was such a presentation, mm-hmm. you know, like, because it was such a huge movie, they didn't have room on the reel for mm-hmm. previews. And so there was no previews. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down and the lights go down and this voice comes over the loudspeaker and says, welcome to our presentation of Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. And it's like this great thing where they're like announcing it. Mm-hmm. And then just WB logo comes on and I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is so cool. Like this yeah. is, it's like what you would think of like, like, Christopher Nolan's going to come out and be like, hey, thanks for coming to see yep. my movie. And like, <laughs> like, it's just, it's such a cool thing. And then like seeing that, that flicker and mm-hmm. that, that uh, tactile thing, you know, that's yeah. just like, yeah, it's, a, it's something different. And yeah. I'm trying to remember. So what was, what was Christopher Nolan's last movie? There was Interstellar. I don't think Dunkirk was on. I don't think I saw that on any kind of film. I didn't. I don't, yeah. even, I don't think the local place played it. Was Dunkirk the only the only thing he's done after Interstellar? Yeah. Okay. So you're probably right. Interstellar is probably the last thing that I saw. And, no, well, is either that or Hateful Eight. When did Hateful Eight come out? Uh, that was after Interstellar. So yeah. Hateful Eight was the last thing I saw I would because I love uh, to see that. He did that 70 millimeter yep. road show. Yeah. And that had because it was so long, it was on two different things, and they had an intermission in yep. the middle. Love it, dude. Awesome. Like, yeah. it's just this is weird experience, you know? Because, like, you get halfway through the movie, you're like, what did you think? What is going on? Yeah. What is, who's going to die? You and know? there's like, even, <laughs> like, a, a, like, a, I don't know, there's probably a technical term for it. Uh, but, like, when you come back from the intermission in that film, like, Tarantino comes on and he's like, mm-hmm. when we last left our characters, yes. they were blah, 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 blah. And while you were gone, this happened. And like, <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah. Because, yeah, because time basically starts, because it's, it's an exact 20 minutes. It's like, yeah. Intermission is 20 minutes. And basically, that time keeps going yeah. in the movie. Yeah. By the And so you, you're like, what? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't work when you just watch it on Netflix. Right. Because it's like, it says intermission, it's there for like a minute. Yep. And then it goes to the next thing, and you're just like, what? Okay, it's oh. weird. Why is there an intermission? Um, what was the? Uh, oh, I can. The, and the last, like, so I think like, in my mind, there's different tiers of on film. Yeah. So there's that version of where it's like this is a great experience. Yeah. You know, like pristine film, you know, movie going experience. And then there was whenever I went to like the the discount theater there in Antioch, <laughs> and we saw Snow White and the Huntsman uh, in a room after getting frisked by policemen to go into this theater. <laughs> uh, and like it was like they had gotten the it was months after it had been out it was like they had gotten the film reel from a theater who borrowed it from another theater who dropped it off a truck and <laughs> then picked it back up and tried to restring it because oh like some gosh. of the it would get like weird like weird like angles at some points but it was just all scratched up oh. you know like the whole time and like but even that I'm like this is kind of cool you know yeah. like. <laughs> can see this this movie's gone through some things yeah it's seen some stuff yeah and uh, i don't know i kind of like that too yeah. <laughs> you know yeah that's cool man yeah i'd i'd love to see a film in on film again yeah be Dude, great let's just do it let's start start our own okay it's probably not cheap but no, okay <laughs> not, it's probably not, it's probably not cheap and like i mean how probably not cost effective either no the movie theaters would probably laugh at us. Yeah. Like, hey, God, could you send that over on film? Look. <laughs> oh, you're serious. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, cool. Well, we will uh, we'll 
talk to uh, let the listeners know, let you guys know whenever we go see movies again yeah. and how that experience is. Um, you guys will be able to do November movie month again. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Did it say, did it say, do we know what's coming out in November? I can tell you right now. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, There's enough movies to do November movie month. I'm going to flip out. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we even did it like the past couple of years because there wasn't anything good coming out. Uh, other things they have right now. A lot of stuff's coming out in August because okay. they, they got quite a bad. They're all log. backed up. Yeah. Wait, where? I think it's crazy. You think Disney's going to go keep going with uh, Mulan launching on Disney Plus then for 30 bucks? Probably. Okay. All yeah. Right. Um, I'd love to see that in theater, honestly. Okay. So there's only three listed right now that okay. are coming in November, but they're, they're big ones. Um, uh, Black Widow. Yes. Uh, Pixar's Soul. Ooh, yeah. That looks really good. And No Time to Die, the Bond film. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait for that movie. Yeah. Uh, when is Top Gun coming out? Did it get booted to next year? Yeah, it's not on the list Something here. like that. So. Um, cool. Well, what's coming out? In, so that was so done August and November. What's in uh, so September, there's October? Coming soon. Let me see if there's anything different on here. Or September, October. Um. I'll just I'll just run through this. Okay, Wonder Woman's October second. Uh, Tenet is September third. Mm. Black Widow November sixth. New Mutants August twenty eighth. The King's Man September eighteenth. Soul November twentieth. No Time to Die November twentieth. Mm. Uh, Unhinged that Russell Crowe gem uh, <laughs> August twenty first. Uh, the Inception re release August twenty first. Dude, I'm gonna see that. Words on bathroom walls August twenty first. Um, Cutthroat City August twenty first. Beauty and the Beast, August 20th. Black Panther, August 20th. Um, and then I think that's... Uh, the rest are all um, classics. Cool. That's awesome. Which are all August 20th <sighs> or 21st release. I mean, honestly, that's like... I mean, we went to the... The, the Stardust Theater uh, drive-in is where we went and where we, we go over in Watertown. And... Uh, like it's been packed. Like we went for Empire Strikes Back, and it was just packed out. Like I think that's a good move. You know, yeah. if, you, if you can't play fill the theater with with um, new movies, do not pull a Bloodshot <laughs> and <laughs> just show like random B movies. Yeah, go back to the classics and show all those. Like people will go. Like yeah. I, I really want to see. I've never seen Goonies on the big screen. Yeah, me neither. I want to see that. Um, if that, I'll probably watch that. If I hadn't just seen Empire Strikes Back at the drive-in, I'd definitely be there for Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future, I've never seen in a theater. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. Yeah. Um, what else was classic? There was Goonies. Um, there was Beauty and the Beast, but it's the live action. Uh, yeah, Grease, that was the animated one. Grease is, Grease. is on there. I just know, I'm just not a huge Ghostbusters. Fan. Ghostbusters, yes. Man. Yeah. Some good ones. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well... Um, I'm excited. Well, with all the news this week, I don't know what could possibly happen next week, <laughs> but uh, we'll be here one way or the other. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on social at chrisrack250, and Fultron84, and at stayontargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Mm. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.